This is the MFG cast. guys it's kurt this is d wyatt this is kim and we're here with a throw out the old bring in the new kind of thing uh personally 2018 was a pile of crap so i'd like to say personally (laughs) goodbye to 2018 but there was also some great gaming in 2018 so we'll talk about the good stuff there and then we'll talk about some other stuff in between like our biggest surprises biggest letdown our favorite favorite purchase kind of what we're looking forward to in the new year and then maybe some resolutions that we're hoping to actually keep make a reality this year before we roll into that card uh i was just curious who is this special guest kim that you got on what is she from i (laughs) she sounds like a lovely person she's from the podcast (laughs) sometimes i put up with dan so i actually play i actually will come on and talk with him because sometimes (laughs) i like him it's been so long yeah, well, she finally dropped the restraining order, so we get to spend time together <laughs> in the same house again. So that's lovely. Yeah, that that it looks like that chalk line is almost gone that you split in between the middle of the house. So I right? appreciate that. Yeah. We just did the yellow tape around the house, and it's like I can't leave. It's like, well, you should have chosen a better half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I take the half with the doors. By the way, uh, so I'm also going to apologize for everyone because my voice sounds like when you mess around with the sound on your creative character in some video games. Like when you put the pitch a little too high, uh, I'm still recovering from massive illness. And uh, this might be my new voice from now on. So get used to it. <laughs> yeah, the, the end of the year was uh, kind of spotty for us just because on our both of our coast or whatever, it seems like there was r- rampant, rampant uh, flu bugs and, and ailments. And, yeah, ailments that, you know. We couldn't get past or whatever, so we apologize for that. But tis the season for crap, so that's just usually how it goes. I am, however, glad to see that you made a pretty good recovery. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you was were bad. wrecked for a brief while. Oh, well, and the thing is, it went from having a chest cold to having the pukey poopy flu and, like, literally, like, you know, day in and day out going, oh, my God, I just want to sleep. I just want to not do anything else. You know, it's just like at one point I actually went to work and I go, I am worthless here. What am I even doing here? I'm not, I'm not accomplishing nothing but wanting to crawl in a corner and cry. <laughs> uh, them's fun times. And that's not even because you were sick. You're just like, Please. yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, 2018, please go away. <laughs> Well, the good news is it did. Yes. Now, I wanted to get one quick overview from you, because uh, for some joy and fun today, I was listening to last year's year-end extravaganza that we did, and you were saying how you thought like 2017 was like a bad year for games. Mm-hmm. How do you feel this time around? Do you think your the 2018 was a, a better yield? 
You know, I don't know, to tell you the truth. I feel like I played, I actually played some games that I really enjoyed, but not not anything that was particularly new either is new to us, but it wasn't particularly new to the year, you know? So, you know, better than 2017, uh, might have been around the same lines. Um, I definitely played a couple of games that are in my top whatever, you know, like the one that actually took my top spot, which was cool to actually play a game that be like, oh, this is my new favorite game now. <laughs> you know, you don't really <laughs> you don't really get that or get something that's like in that vicinity usually. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like the year had a couple of good hits for me, but uh, I don't know if there was any one thing where I'm like, this is going to change everything. Yeah. Nothing burn burnery. But uh, what do you say we start checking out through uh, a little bit of our checklist here? We'll, uh, get, get some overviews from our year. So, like, take, for example, our most played games. What would you say was, like, hitting your table the most throughout the year? Uh, well, I'll start out with pretty much what ended up... what uh, The game that ended up taking my top spot in my favorite games is Orleans. I finally was able, per Dan's request of, you got to play this game was able to finally, uh, uh, after trying to find it everywhere, you're like, oh, let's go to Amazon, let's try uh, cool stuff, and blah, 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 and it's just, it just took forever. And finally, you know, I just I requested it on cool stuff. I said, whenever this comes back in, I want a, an email, and finally got the email and was giddy like a kid in the middle of the summer. I was like, yes, I finally get to get this game and play it, and hopefully it lives up to my expectations, and it did. And you got it for less than $120, which is oh nice. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's in English and not in German, like yours. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you can understand it. Also useful. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'm really glad uh, you guys got to pick that up and you got a lot of plays of it in. So what, what was your guys' most played game that you guys played during the year? Uh, so through the beauty of uh, BGG's uh, uh, BG Stat app, actually, uh, it can give you all your plays throughout the year, like your most common plays and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's nifty as all can get uh, all get out. So our biggest hit was Pandemic Legacy Season 2 because uh, we did the entire campaign that year. Nice. Uh, barring that, Santorini, Welcome to, Century Spice Road, and Suro were all like 10 and over plays. And Spirit Island, I got nine plays in. Nice. So the one thing that I, I actually was like finding interesting was like it's all these like smaller, shorter games. Like Crisscross was actually also up there. You know, all these, like, like smaller style and, like, little faster games were getting, like, a lot more plays than I thought they would. And it's funny because I'm like, you know, the games that you view as fillers actually kind of being my most played, even more so than, quote-unquote, the games that they're supposed to fill the time between. But Spirit Island getting almost 10 plays out of the year was really good, too, because that game was a brand-new hit to me, and I was... Every time I got to play that, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I even had that that feeling of that game too. Like, and we've talked about this in the past. Like when we, me and Tracy first tried to play this game, it was late at night and the rules are just, there's a lot of rules for it. And it was one of those things where we were just like, no, we just, we're not going to like this game. We just, we can't do it tonight. We'll just try another night. And then, you know, I'd seen that it actually played one player. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down by myself. I'm going to take the time. I'm going to read these rules and I'm going to play the game myself. And I ended up enjoying it. And then I played with Mike and ended up enjoying it. And then we played it again. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because when it comes to these most played games, like 
I don't have a lot of plays in a lot of games. So you're going to see, like, if I had a stat sheet with you or with me to show you, it would be like, it would be like Orleans like three or four times. It would be like uh, Spirit Island only like three times. You know, some of the things that I really got some good plays in are things that me and Mike actually decided we wanted a rotation of some things. So like we played the Pathfinder car, uh, Pathfinder Adventure card game because it develops a story. We did uh, Legendary just because we have every single Legendary, uh, Marvel Legendary deck. So we're like, we're going to, see how many times we can run through a bunch of these things to get through all of the stuff, which will never happen, but we were going to try to do it anyway. And then... Yeah, I was going to say, you got a lot of plays in the Pathfinder card game, I think, too, because I know there was a lot of times you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So that, you know, those are the things that we kind of... So taking that back, so maybe those those ones we played a little bit more just because we actually focused on that, where a lot of times I... I don't really do that as a gamer. I usually just go, okay, what do I feel like playing tonight? And I just kind of look around and go, okay, this looks fun, you know? Or I ask Tracy, I'm like, so what do you want to do, you know? And she'll be like, oh, I want to play this. Like, you know, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before we decided we were like, okay, we want to do a 10 by 10 challenge. And if a lot of times if you don't make that visual effort to do that kind of thing, a lot of times you don't get those multiple plays unless it's something that's, really grabs you then you're you know especially with us being you know a lot of times we like cult to the new and we're finding old stuff we get all these games a lot of times it's hard to focus on a game here a game there yeah i was, I was gonna say uh speaking of like all oh, this game focus it kind of looks like civilization a new dawn still has a shrink wrap on it behind you <laughs> it sure does it sure does son um i know what that means <laughs> yeah no kidding well, and I'll kind of tie it into a a small resolution kind of jumping forward a little bit, but the thing that we want to do this year is play all the games we haven't played. All of them. And there's not a lot. I mean, we got because we got a lot more for Christmas, there is a lot more that are that's there, but we really want to focus on getting everything played at least once. That's pretty good, man. So what about you, Kim? Like what would you say some of your most played throughout the year were? Yeah, but what were you but, playing on your side of the house, like on the other side of the house? <laughs> <laughs> Legos. There we go. Um, no. Uh, I did notice that also during this year, uh, we played a lot of like puzzle games. So we played like a lot of Sagrada, uh, Azul, um... Oh no, uh, we did Leaf a couple of times since we got it. Mm-hmm. So, like, those puzzle type games, I noticed we played a lot during uh, this year. I think the fact that uh, George and Ed also provide such good competition in that genre mm-hmm. makes it more fun for you. Because every yeah. time she played me, it was just like a savage whooping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now there's people that beat her score, and you know. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then she goes practices for chumps on leaving. Yeah, it, it, it's weird because I like Azul a lot, and I think it's a great game. Um, but I didn't think I'd get as many plays of that. I think I got a little more plays of that too because we went to a local con and we played that a few times too. So we got, you know, some of that in. And it feels like that that game is one of those games that I think will probably stand the test of time, where some of these other games won't. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah. Um, so Kim, like, do you have any like major like surprises or shocking things throughout the year? Like the time you saw Tom Vassell stabbing that homeless guy in the neck. But you dropped your camera so you can take a picture of it, so it's all hearsay. How about the shocking amount of roller rinks that have been coming out this year? Does that count? Yeah, it's, it's up there. I think so. I think it's also the fact that so many of them are actually like being talked about now, like Railroad Inc. coming out from Simon. Is that a little game or? No, but it's like the fact that Simon put it out is actually like you know like. Yeah, and also like Welcome to like it was like a flipping right that so many people were mentioning. Like it used to be like Rolling Right. It was like if you want to know about Rolling Rights, check with Suzanne Sheldon. Now it's like you know a lot of people were talking about Welcome to and the rise of Rolling Right was really big. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny because I I know that 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 kind of thing is is big because that's you hear about that more now. Everyone's just really big into that and people are coming out with that's like kind of like a niche thing that's coming out right now. And uh the fact that um me and Tracy were able to play with you guys online and we didn't have any of the materials except for a cop a photo, you know, basically kind of like a printable photocopy of the of the um, scoreboard or whatever you want to call it, the board that you guys yeah, like your play town or play, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And after playing one game of that, me and Tracy were like, "We need to get this. <laughs> Where can we get it? Oh wait, we can't get it anywhere because it's not available anywhere." <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might be actually part of the appeal with so many of the rolling rights. The fact that it can be like we can get ten people together online and play this game together. Like we yeah. could. All we have to do is like scan the score pad for crisscross and. You guys can be playing crisscross with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's like that. That's a really interesting thing with these, and uh, I'm curious if like maybe you know it's, it, we should even start streaming this. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it too, it's like, you know, like most games, you know, you have this, you have this, you know, you have like the same cards and stuff like that. But like with these, it's like you have this same kind of board that you really don't have to do much with. I mean, you've got, you've got the cards, but there's not that many cards, you know, and you kind of flip them or whatever. And you've got the, you've got these sheets of paper or you, like you guys did, you can laminate it and have it forever. You know, it's like just a quick pull out and get it done kind of thing. You know, it's not, it's not one of those that just, it takes a long time. It's like very quick and very fun and very challenging. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of bang for your buck really. Yeah. Um, by the way, because you mentioned laminating them, I did like that on Welcome to like when they had that like the new score pads expansions coming out. One of their stretch goals was like, oh, we'll laminate four sheets and like that'll go in the box too. It's like cool. Your stretch goal is something that everyone that has bought your game has already done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if they haven't, they know what to do now. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like I kind of had like um two surprises. Uh, one was uh, like Stonemeyer Games, the Between Two Castles of Banking Ludwig. That came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just kind of like, hey, wouldn't this be a neat idea? Available next Tuesday in your local game store. So it's like, what? Like, there was no like tons of build up. There wasn't the, you know, like that drag on like one year thing of like teasers and stuff. It just, mm-hmm. it was just like, bam. And that was great. I, I want more companies to do that. Well, I feel like that that's what he's doing too cuz now he's coming out with Wingspan and that that hasn't got a lot of hype. It's, he's kind of kind of teasing it, but like it's really just like okay, here's it's going to be coming, you know? It's like 
he doesn't need the hype machine. He just he's gonna put out a game that he knows is gonna be what he thinks is a great game, and you know, people are gonna buy it or they're not gonna buy it. You know. Yeah, I, I definitely like how Jamie handles business. Um, the other biggest surprise, and this is gonna also lead straight into our biggest letdowns, Mayfair Games closing down this year. I still remember like when the news was announced. I'm like, that can't be right. I'm like, they had so many big games and. For them to be like lost now, it it's, it does give you a little that worry because you hear about the whole thing of like, you know, when something starts to bubble, you know, like it gets too big. And then like video games had this uh, not too long ago where it's there's only like triple A titles and indie games. You can't have a game that only sells middle of the road anymore. And I'm like, please don't let that happen to board games. Like I, I, you know, I want there to be a lot of companies that are all like with their hands in the pie. I don't want it to be where like flagships like this are going under. Yeah. Yeah. That, that part's tough, especially with the news of, you know, CMON losing so much money through like Kickstarter and stuff like that too. So it's like, you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, you know, awakening for these companies. Cause like even, even, uh, Jamie talked about getting away from Kickstarter more, you know, just, just because he doesn't want to, not only does he not want to hurt his brand, but he also doesn't want to hurt his fans. You know. Yeah. That part's tough. Exactly. Yeah. One of one of the biggest surprises for me is is the fact that you you guys have helped me uh, fall in love with Stonemaier Games. You know, it's something where I I've always heard of you know Jamie and what he's done for the community, but I hadn't really sunk my teeth into any of his games. But then you know with playing Charterstone and Castles and then even just playing one game of Viticulture online, I'm like, wow, this guy knows how to make games and his company knows how to make games that will last and will, um, you know, put their stamp on the, on the game community. Yeah. I can easily see Viticulture like being one of those like fundamental worker placements, mm-hmm. You know, because you always hear like Lords of Waterdeep is like one of the greatest like intro worker placements that also has some extra depth. I've seen video cultures on par. Yeah, definitely. So what about like, have you had any major letdowns throughout the year? Did, well, I, did I anything think, preview a sad face? I think a lot, a lot of it is giving into the hype. Like I, th- I think that was a, a thing. And it's funny because we, uh, I've just recorded with the Legends of the Tabletop guys uh, yesterday. And so some of this may sound similar or whatever, but I try not to do this whole thing where it's like, Oh, everybody loves this game. I gotta love it. You know, you just, you can't give into that whole thing, you know? So there were some games that I played like, uh, dragon castle and century Eastern wonders and Megaland and Fuchig magnate where like, you know, I should love these games, but for some reason I just, they just did not satisfy something in me that I think, you know what, I really would like to play these more than a few times. Century Eastern Wonders was actually one of my letdowns, and uh, we talked about it before. I think it was like I just built it up so much in my head. Mm-hmm. Because Century Spice Road, I mean, I've played that thing like over 20 times. When it was coming out, there was so much talk about it. That, like After it came out, there was so many comparisons to Splendor. When Eastern Wonders came out, I don't know of any major podcast discussing it, bringing it up, talking about it. It was like very glossed over. Yeah. Eastern Wonders is the land one. Uh, the one with the boats and the ports, and like in the island. 
I know it's gonna sound weird. It, it's like a strange letdown for me. Was like I always like really hope that I'm gonna hear about a great reprint. Like take for example, Trajan is coming back under uh, Renegade Games, I believe. You know, they're actually gonna let you know re-release that game, which is you know kind of been on a print for a little bit. So sometimes it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Like Stone Age is getting the anniversary edition soon, but like you know a game like Yido, which is amazing, and you're just never gonna see it again. Yeah. And, like, there's just certain reprints like that, especially, like, a lot of Z-Man things. Like, they brought back that Pandemic um, on the brink, which was, like, out of print for years and going for, like, $180. Jeez. Literally out of nowhere. It's like, oh, yeah, hey, it's back in stock. Hmm. You want something neat? It's back out of stock. No distributor knows when they're going to see it again. (laughs) It's like, so maybe every four years, like, leap year, eh, we'll re-release this expansion. Yeah. Okay, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, for you, any letdowns? Any any sad times? Uh, not really much sad times, honestly. Um, I don't really research most of the board games like you guys do. So, um, Is it because you're not a nerd? No, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I play video games. But, uh, I don't know. A lot of the stuff that I've played always had fun with. Even, like, say, for example, like that St. Mellow game. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I don't mind it at two or three player. Uh, three player is kind of fun, but I know how sometimes three player it's not. It's better at two player, so right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind it. Though. All right. Here, let's let's oh. jump on the hype train oh. and be like everyone else. <laughs> Will you let down by Fallout seventy six? Herp the derp the derp. You should like um. it because you enjoy it, and everyone that just <laughs> poops all over it can S a D. Another. I'll add on another uh, surprise too. Um, we actually played, uh, Dan, Dan and Kim were awesome enough to buy us a copy of News at 11, and I played that with my family, which introducing that to my family, I thought for sure, like my dad and my sister and my brother-in-law and stuff, and I thought that, I thought that it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, go over well, and it went over super well, and they actually, everyone did really awesome. So it was kind of fun to play that game. So if anybody doesn't know, if anybody, if people don't know what News at Eleven is, is basically you're you're doing your own uh, news report basically, and you have uh, someone who's the producer, and they throw uh, different segments at people. So then you write on a card, and it's got two two descriptors on it, and you each choose one, and then you mix them all up, and then you give them to everybody and then the producer will just be like, okay, so here's John Johnstone with sports. And then it'll say like, just, it'll say animal and it'll say monkey. So then you have to figure out a way to use a monkey in sports and, you know, just kind of do that. And, and it has like a morning, evening and afternoon, and you can kind of mix it up too, where if you're the producer and somebody's, somebody's not doing really good and you want to throw it to somebody else, you can you have a technical difficulties card where you can throw it to some – you can do that and say, okay, we're going to throw it to here. Or you could be like, oh, here's – here's uh, let's throw it to a commercial and someone has to do a commercial on the spot and stuff like that. So it was just one of those things where I didn't know if it would be a hit and it ended up being a big hit. And this is a, this is a game I would love to do on one of our videos just because I think that would be fun to just see how silly it gets. That's pretty cool. I'm going to give a heads up on two quick things. One, apologize for all the angry dog noise in the background <laughs> as, as he is our ever vigilant watchdog. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear that it went over well. Like I heard it was pretty accessible mm-hmm. and those are always really good to have, especially with like extended family and all that. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, sometimes it's it's you know it it gives that it like the technical difficulties and the breaks and stuff like that. It it helps. You know, if someone's like a little shy and maybe they can't get into it right away, it gives them an out, you know, and also like if you don't want to be that person that does any of those, you can be the person that hands out the cards for like breaks and stuff like that. So you can kind of feel like you're in it, even if you don't have the confidence to do it. Yeah. Plus, everyone being silly makes it a little easier to be silly. It's not like you're performing in front of everyone. It's like everyone's a part of the same thing. So yeah, exactly. And, and I, I, you know, I even referenced this before we play it. I said, even if you make a mistake, that's still going to be awesome because, you know, a lot of times when you make a mistake, it's funny and it's not, it's not sad. It's just kind of like, Oh, I'm screwing up, you know, or whatever. And then like me being the, or, well, actually it's not the producer. I was being the lead anchor. So I was like introducing stuff. So then if somebody made a mistake, like someone was just like, oh, that was so dumb, you know, like I would engage them. So I'd be like, oh, so it's weird that that happened. You know, how did that, you know, how did that affect you? How did that make you feel? You know, and then it would, you know, it would kind of get their confidence up and make them want to play more. So that's pretty awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm glad to see it was uh, well enjoyed. Yeah, definitely. So we'll have to play it. It'll be fun. So, like, what about, uh, like, did you make any, like, awesome purchases throughout the year? Like, be it a game, upgrade bits, any, like, like anything that just helps in, enhance the joy. It could even be really comfortable chairs. Is there anything <laughs> no, that helps no. enhance your enjoyment of the hobby? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there was anything out there that was, like, really just, like, an amazing buy or something. You know, like, the whole Orleans thing, like, finally being able to get my hands on that. Like, that was a good feeling. Just because it was one of those, like, I felt like I was never going to be able to play this game unless I was going to fly over to your house and play it, you know, because you had a copy <laughs> and I didn't, you know, and everything else is unaccessible. And, you know, I don't, I'm not going to pay $120 to get the damn thing, you know. Another, another kind of fun purchase is I actually bought my first solo game. So I bought Desolate by Grey Gnome Games, and that was a fun little, you know, that's a fun little, uh, hand management kind of roll, uh, dice rolling kind of game or whatever, where you're stuck on the moon and there's aliens that are going to get you. So you're going to try, you try to escape or whatever it is cool to do that. And then I got into this whole thing where I wanted to find some of my games and see if they're one player so I could play it by myself just to see how the experience is. Like, you know, I talked about it when we talked, when I talked on the legends tabletop podcast, I was like, there's some people that just can't do solo games like John, for instance, he's like, I have to be in one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody. He's like, I want to play this game against you. I want to beat you. I want to win. He's that guy, you know, for me, it's <laughs> in, for me, you know, I had this thought a lot of, I had this thought in my head that if I was playing this game, which is taught or which is basically taught to you to be a social experience that you're not being very social. You're just kind of, you know, you might as, be, might as well be reading a book or, you know, whatever, you know. But one of the positive things for it is that, like, especially with, like, learning Spirit Island, like, I I had no distractions. I had myself. Yeah. I read all the instructions. I thought I read them pretty well. I was able to play the game. I got my ass whooped, but it was still, kind of, it was still, still a fun experience. But I was able to concentrate on every little thing and not be distracted by you know another person taking their turn another person talking about what they've been doing uh, you know another person trying to tell you what to do so 
like I was able to focus and now, you know, I want to experience that more. Um, I talked about this before too. It's like, uh, <laughs> I was, I, one of the things I got for Christmas, which I was excited about is I got the Dresden Files co-op card game and I was like super excited. I'm like, I love the Dresden Files books. Oh, the, you, it's such an awesome wizard. The, the books are just so amazing, you know, and it's one player and I'm like, yes, I get to place one player. Cool. I'll learn it. I'll be able to teach it. You have to play three characters as a one playing one player. I'm like, um, what? <laughs> Like, I can understand if you play, if you have to play two players, because sometimes you have to service that 1v1 or whatever. But, like, this is a co-op game where you're playing against, like, villains and stuff like that. But I don't want to play three separate characters. It's hard enough for me to concentrate with one. So I'm yeah, just like, holy crap. Yeah, I was like, that's never happening. Like, for me, um, one of my favorite things that I got this year was the the pieces for Orleans from Germany. So I can feel like I have the Kickstarter edition. Nice. Welcome to was one of the most joyous purchases I ever made and just so much fun. And uh, it's still like a hit every time we bring it out. And also that game Bunny Kingdom. It's like, I had no idea that I was so into drafting games until I started playing Bunny Kingdom. (laughs) And this year I've played like 15 different drafting games and I'm just having a blast with these things. But there was just something about that game. Like, I love the whole area control, the board, the little castles. Like, you look at it on the table, and it looks, like, so cute. And then you start drafting these cards, and it's, like, one of the most cutthroat games you ever played in your life. But it's so colorful and vibrant. You know? It's like, I'm going to crush you. By the way, really cool castle you got there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this little bunny is so cute. By the way, I just destroyed everyone. You know, like You see all those little happy bunnies? That's just proof I'm ruling this world. <laughs> so... <laughs> How about you come in yeah, with awesome, like, little happy purchases? Um, besides the collector's edition of Fallout 76? <laughs> uh, I would have to say, not technically a purchase I bought, but a Christmas gift uh, would be um, Paper Tales, which is a drafting game. Yeah, I hear all kinds of good things about that game, and I it's funny, I, I think I really want to play it. It's It plays, like, actually, like, really fast. Depending oh, nice. on how how uh, how fast people actually like, pick the cards and you know um, choose where they want to place their their cards, mm-hmm. but um, like once you play once you play the game one time and then you go the second time, you you see it, you're actually a little bit quicker. It's like okay, I know this card does this, so I'm gonna play this and I'll do this, and then you score the points, and then um, you can build the buildings like mines to generate extra production and stuff like that and i really i was looking up at it and i was gonna get it and when we went to the store it was great because like i was like i told dan i was like all right can i pick one board game he's like sure and i went to pick that and he's like oh you can't pick that (laughs) (laughs) don't you love when that happens it's already under the tree yeah yeah um and then another uh Purchase was it really as a purchase, really Christmas gift, and the same thing that happened with this game too was was at Target, and I was like, "Hey, can we pick this up?" And he's like, "No, you cannot." <laughs> Let me guess, necrophobia. Uh, Nick, yes. Nectophobia. <laughs> I knew it. Um, so that was another good one. Uh, I played it, and Dan ran it the first time. So which which one which one is the is the one you guys got? The hunter. And the um, 
the, the witch of the woods yeah. yeah so basically if you buy it from like cool self miniature market even like local game stores you'll get like two hunters okay uh so it's just like crazy axe dude and then like the witch of the woods get it at target it's actually like a vampire hunter nice yeah, yeah. that's awesome i i will also throw in something that i got for christmas that it was totally unexpected and i got octopath traveler for the Ooh. switch Oh my Whoa. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! If you oh, if you love old school side-scrolling RPGs, um, it, again, it's SquareSoft, the same guys, or Square Enix, I should say, the same guys that made make all the Final Fantasy games and stuff like that. Like, man, that oh, so good! It's cool because you you start you pick one character and there's it because it's ah. God, I'm so excited. I just I can't even can't even <laughs> stop talking about it. Um, it's called Octopath because there's eight different paths. There's eight different characters, and you start with one, but you can grab everyone else on your way. And everybody has a story to tell, and everybody has a background. And um, so you know, I was picking my guys, and I I picked someone that's like a like a um uh what do you call oh, I can't remember what you'd call it like an animal animal handler basically so she can capture some of the people that you fight and use them to fight against other uh, bosses and and creatures and stuff like that but um I was I you know I was going through the story and I uh, came across this merchant that when I was looking up all the characters I was like a merchant who cares about a merchant that sounds dumb you know and her what you her with her with her ability you can go to different to different people that aren't even merchants and you can buy stuff buy stuff from them at a discounted price or you can as you're fighting you can actually use your um gold pieces and you can hire people during your fights to fight for you so then they'll come in use a special ability and then they'll be out and it's and then some people you can uh, like there's this dancer and then she you can basically have her have somebody fall in love with her and they follow her around and they fight for her and it's just oh man it's just it's crazy awesome the voice acting is amazing the the um the effects on it are just like are like awesome and yet very subtle like there's like shimmering on the, like the lakes and stuff like that and or on the oceans or whatever you want to call it and just some of the backgrounds and it's just I'm like man they put a lot of money into it and I just it, I fell in love with it right away so I'm really excited that I got it yeah it's like um a buddy of mine has that and I gotta admit it was so weird because it looks very retro but at the same time it's super clean and crisp definitely definitely so it's it, it's, it's kind of like it, super high quality, but very classic visual. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like the best of every world. You know, it's like having that nostalgia of what you used to play, but with the graphics and the story of what you expect today. Yeah, and one other thing that's pretty cool is if you want to check this out, I believe you can download the demo and you get to play it for like three hours or something. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, uh, a buddy mentioned that too because I was mentioning about looking into this one. I'm really glad that you got it and you enjoyed it because now it's a little more up in my list of a game to possibly purchase. Yeah, it was one of those like when I heard inklings of it, I'm like, I need to play this game. I'm like, I don't even care if it sucks. I want to play this game and I want to play it now, you know. And then when I got it for Christmas, I was like, 
oh my god, awesome. <laughs> I was just so surprised because I wasn't expecting a video game for Christmas. And I, I, I rarely get them anymore. So it was it was a cool change. Yeah, it was like um I we actually bought more video games in the last month of the year than we did in the entire year combined. Mm-hmm. Because um there was just so many amazing sales. Like uh Soul Calibur Six got it for twenty five bucks. Um Kim got me Red Dead for Christmas because Every time I watch videos about it, I'm like, I really want to play this. <laughs> um, the game that I got from Japan, EDF5, finally yeah. came out in the U.S., so I picked up the U.S. version, of course. Nice. Because if there's one thing I love to do, it's buy the same game over and over and over. Yeah, why not, right? <laughs> and then, um, like, we got, <clears throat> like, the new Assassin's Creed. It was on sale for $28.99. Like, sure, I'll do that. Um, yeah, Lego you Villains. can't go wrong with those games. Yeah, like, Lego Villains was dirt cheap. We picked up that, so, like... We actually started playing some video games again, and like, but we've been finding them on amazing sales, which is usually not as common for console. So it's always nice when you find it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we might we might have some similar conversations about stuff now because um, Logan was able to save up a bunch of his money, and we were able to pitch in some of ours and get a great deal uh, on uh, at like GameStop, and we got Logan a PS4. So we'll be we'll be talking about some. Major games here coming up here soon in the future. I like the way that sounds. I I believe me, I want to get Fallout, and I, it just will to, probably it'll happen soon. I'm guessing. Just to warn you, it is a bit buggy, but you know, all games are buggy. Yeah, exactly, and they'll probably have, right. they'll have fixes <laughs> on a, it. I'm sure. The greatest sales pitch ever. All yeah, games are it's buggy. Kind of good. Okay. It's buggy. Yeah, no, I love. There, I there's not a Fallout game I haven't liked. And a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people talked a lot of shit about Las Vegas, and I really enjoyed that too. I played that too, and I enjoyed it. So, yeah. Well, also just remember, this isn't like a role playing game; it's strictly online features. Like, yep. the only NPCs are the robots that give you the quests. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah, you which is fine by me because we have online cap- yeah. online capability now, so we're all good. <laughs> Get EDF five. That's yeah. all you need. <laughs> um, so, uh, what about like, what about like any revelations? Like, did you hear something that just like changed your outlook on something about the hobby? Any, any self discoveries throughout the year? Anything major? Uh, well, I think I think that the one player thing was really really good because also it helped me out with learning games a lot too, which I want to get into better, like knowing everything about games. Another thing that I've talked about a lot, but I still I'm still in the process of doing and I want to do more is playing games more to learning more strategies, not just going, Mm. okay, I'm going to play this strategy. Okay, it's six months. What strategy did I have before? Am I going to be able to change it up now? You know, I want to find some of these games like I was, you know, just be able to play Orleans. I was like, okay. I usually play it this way. Now I'm going to try to play it this way. And it's cool to find those other aspects where it's not just, you're not just playing a game just to play it the same way each time. You know, another thing, uh, another thing I want to do, which I didn't do enough this year, which our last year that I want to do this year is I want to role play more. I want to run a, I want to run a five E one shot. I want to do something for the podcast where what, each month I want to bring somebody on and I want to have them play a game with me that I've never played to see if I like it because I want to get out there and do that more because we always talk about like we're, 
you know, we're board gamers, we're RPG players and stuff like that, but we don't play, we don't talk about the RPGs as much, you know, which again, it's, it's hard to do as you get older because, you know, there's just not enough time with other stuff when you're an adult, but I want to try to take the time now to do that more. Yeah. Plus like, believe it or not, like the indie scene on RPGs is tremendous. Mm hmm. Um, like when you go to like local cons, like especially with us, like with uh, Dexcon and Dreamation, there is a table that has like fifty or sixty like independent RPGs. There was like an RPG about high school, yeah, where it's like you're just trying to make it through high school, okay? Um, you know, like all these like weird like different like just abstract concepts. Like one of them was like uh like gem miners, and it's like there's no monsters or anything in this game. It's like it's just all about like these alchemical gems and like discoveries and everything. I'm like, and it was just like hearing that I'm like an RPG without monsters, like, or enemies. I'm like, that is something you never really think about, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, that sounds really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still on board to uh, start the, like the MFG cast wrestling online uh, RPG. And now <laughs> that work has gotten a little bit better, I can finally get the time to do it. So that should be good. Nice. So for me, uh, mine is actually pretty short, and I'll make it super quick. Um, I actually found out, like, uh, I listen to, like, a lot of different podcasts. Like, you know, I'll tell you about it a few times. But I heard a few things about, like, different ways of calling your collection. Um, one of them was, like, uh, if there's a game you own, and when people suggest playing it, you say no more than three times. And it's, like, you know, like, that's a way. Like, one of the things I heard about is, like, you know, confining shelf space. And, like, one of the others was the games firing games. Like, oh, if... You know, if you think um, Yokohama is a much better version of Istanbul, then you should get rid of Istanbul. If you think Champions of Midgard is a better version of Lords of Waterdeep, you should get rid of Lords of, like, Lords of Waterdeep. And just, like, hearing these different concepts is always, like, pretty interesting, and it might be something that I want to actually visit on discussion in the future. Mm-hmm. But it's it was it's something that gives you, like, a little bit of food for thought, and it's like, hmm, like, you know, I wonder if I can incorporate these things. Like, you know, maybe, maybe try a little of each to see how I can call, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, and I've had that too where, you know, I know that there's some games where I've, like, suggested them and then, you know, other people haven't, you know, other people are just like, no, not really, you know, and you're like, you know, as much as I like this game, is it worth having here if it's just going to collect dust and not get played? Yeah. Like, anything, like, any revelations or such for you? Um, You found out you don't like losing abstract puzzle games. I don't, yeah, that's... One thing. Well, especially when you're so good at them, losing yeah. is not yeah. an option. Yeah, she actually found out that option. she could. It was more than she found out she could lose. She's like, "Wait, I didn't win. I don't understand." Because <laughs> <laughs> usually with uh, with board games, I'm not too great, but puzzle games. I don't uh, know, the BGG stats say otherwise. You do pretty good. You don't yeah, give yourself I'm enough decent, credit. I'm decent <laughs> with that. And I have been getting better at most of the Euro games. Like, um, I won, actually, um, not only Euros, but, like, just, I, I won, like, the two, two out of the three games that we played, uh, with two of our friends when we did, um, Nations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually rocked in that one, which was pretty good. Nice. Pretty, I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty sad when you say it like that, too, you know? It's like, oh, I actually won a game, you know? It's like... Mm-hmm. I'm sure you win lots of games. It's just sometimes it sometimes it may not seem like it, you know. Yeah, true. But now with the actual BGG, you can actually track it, so it's like <laughs> here's the I hard win a lot data. of games. Like, yeah. do you 
do with a lot of games. I know. And that's something I want to do too is I want to track my plays because that's something I've never done. But also it's going to be sad. Like I don't think I'm going to track my wins and losses though because <laughs> I don't think I, wa- I, I want to cry every night. So I think I'll just track what I played so I could use it for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, my buddy Howard, what's great is he does it, he does that religiously, right? And he mentioned how um, so this weekend we played our fiftieth game together, which was pretty cool. Oh, did you get a cupcake or something? It was Nictophobia. Oh. Nice. So we made that our fiftieth uh, game anniversary or whatever you call it. Yeah. But the thing that was great was he was telling me he's like you know in all the games that we played together. I have won 37% of them and you have won 36% of them. And then like all the other people are the ones that like, you know, that like, cover that other gap. And I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And then we played, um, Oh, I can't remember. We played a few things. No, it wasn't paper sales. It was one other game, but I actually won it. And he's like, ah, now you're at 37 and I'm at 36. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was great. Nice. And he's like, all right. Cause like we're getting together this weekend. And he's like, all right, we gotta see if we can get those numbers back to the way they should be. So, <laughs> now, like, actually, speaking of that, like, with gaming resolutions, right, I actually, I've kind of, like, come up with only a couple, but one of them is I really do want to try to track all my plays throughout the year. Um, a lot of times I just kind of forget, or if somebody else does it, I'm like, that's good enough. Yeah. And I want to stay more online. Another one is I actually want to try to start rating more titles. And also not being afraid to change that rating whenever I log those plays. Yeah, because we talk about, like, our past stuff, you know, like, these are our top three, whatever, and stuff like that, you know, is it is it something that we're going to remember, you know, like, we talked about, we talked about this a little bit on the Facebook tra- page, we, me and Tracy actually played Keyforge, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited to play it, and when we played it, I said, wow, I, I'm underwhelmed, I thought I would be, well, at least whelmed or overwhelmed, and Maybe it's different because maybe it's different because we used the two starter decks, and I felt like her starter deck was way over more overpowered than my starter deck. So maybe that's a little bit of it. We didn't play the unique decks yet, so you know maybe that'll change my mind. Where you know I can see why people like it because it's very easy to play, very easy to learn. But you know I don't know. I I wasn't blown away like I thought I would be. Uh, so on a side question, did you guys just play one game or did you do a best two out of three or a best we three out of We just played five? the one. But I, like literally the the decks that we had, the deck that I had left such a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, I do not want to play with this one again. And I, I would say switch decks, but a three out of five gives you a really good taste of the deck because sometimes just a bad shuffle or not drawing your answers make you feel like a deck is way weaker than it is. The thing is, though, is that we only did not play with, like, one card during that first game. So I did look through most... I did go through most of it. Wow. Yeah, and again, maybe I'm just giving it a harsh review right away. Maybe I didn't play that deck again, but maybe... Do you think it's that you stink at the game? Do you think it's just that Tracy is so much better than you? You you know this. Like, there's a lot of games, like Azul. I suck at Azul, but I will play that a ton because I still love it. I like Game Forge a lot. That's why I totally derailed this train. So my last two resolutions, which is what we were talking about, it was a mere two minutes ago, but Game Forge is so involved um one of them is so i've actually decided like the way that i want to try to start calling some of my collection is if i got a game like i really enjoy 
let's say like only one other person in my game group likes it or something like that and they're the only person i can play it with i think i'm just gonna give it to them yeah yeah um, makes sense because you know how much i love major wars and i got i got like two of everything for that thing so I, I loved making the books and like all these like you know like i had like two variants of a siren and i had my paladin i had like 10 different spell books in that game i only get to play it with my buddy mike yep right and it's like i love playing with mike mike actually knows a few other people that play so i told him i'm like look i'm gonna give you everything i got from mage warps my all my sets my play mats the whole nine the deal is if you even if you want to sell it off that's fine but then we'll split the profits Mm -hmm. but it's just like it almost makes me sad to have like two thousand cards here and no play opportunities you know, it's just, it's kind of rough at times. Yeah. Um, likewise, even like with some of the Euros, like, you know, like there's a lot of games I can get to, like, you know, a lot of tables, but some of my party games, like my local gaming group doesn't like them as much, but if my Jersey group likes them more, I'll just hand them off to somebody in the Jersey group. You know, I'm, I'm kind of at the point where I don't really care so much about like recouping the money for the games, but if my playtime with them is limited, I'd rather them be in in that environment instead of taking up space on my shelves, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, tying into that, I've had Descent for a long time. I really want to play a campaign. If it doesn't start up by, like, mid-year, uh, my goal is to have all my Descent stuff gone by end of year. Yeah. You know, it sucks. I might I might keep, like, one expansion for some of the minis for D&D or something, but I, it's killing me where it's like I look at the shelf and I'm like, I got like four boxes over there. Not playing any of it. Yeah, it could be empty for all I know because the game never comes to the table. I'm just like, duh, oh, this sucks. Yeah, so. yeah, might as well clear it off for something that's actually gonna get some playtime. Exactly. I plan on getting rid of all the games that I own and shrink wrap away because I never play it. Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> I live in the same house with you. I can't get rid of any games. Kim is Kim is crazy My talking for resolution. Wow, your your house is gonna get seemingly lighter <laughs> for some reason. I think that yellow tape is gonna come up My and resolution. the house again. My resolution is to um I don't know if this is this a resolution. I think it's a resolution. I don't know. I never do I never do resolutions, so I don't know if this resolution is. But my resolution is to be better at teaching games because I cannot teach games well and I think it's also a um a introvert thing because sometimes I'm only talking to people especially if I have to teach like more than two people or sometimes if it's just two people and I don't really know them too well Mm -hmm. and sometimes if I do know them too well it's like well I don't want them to think I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about and then I get all choked up, and then this you one here. Brown paper bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he has to kind of bail me out, and he's like, "Do you want to take over?" I'm like, "Yes, please, yes." And has sweat under my arms, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so irritating." <laughs> so I think that that should be my resolution: is to be better at teaching games and learning games. You know, it's like last week at the game group, somebody's like, "Oh, Kim, can you teach us Dragon Castle?" I... Twenty minutes later, there's a. EMT truck outside, you know, <laughs> you have to bring in the paddles. One of the game days, when we were at the game room, and uh, someone wanted to play this game that we owned, and a game... Terraforming Mars. 
Uh, I remember this day vividly. Yeah, and what you game were, was I trying to play? You were trying to teach. Oh my goods. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh that's, my god. That's a harsh one to try to teach. I we haven't Ew. even played it yet. I played it a million times, and I love the game, and I knew how to play it, but there were all these people I didn't know trying to learn it, and I was I wanted to cry. <laughs> and I wanted to run out of there and just, I felt like throwing up. <laughs> Can I throw up so I don't have to teach this game? And I kept going to Dan about questions and I felt bad. And the people like were kind of getting, not aggravated, but they were like not enjoying themselves with it. And I'm pretty sure I messed up like more than half the game. <laughs> And I wasn't even playing it. I was just showing them how to play it. And it was probably the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> it's It was horrible. They it still was, play games you do. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've all had that experience. Not him. <laughs> he's yeah, like... Well, that's because he's the human dictionary when it comes to games. So <laughs> you can't go yeah. off of what he says. So you, man, any, uh, any resolutions or anything? Well, anything? I think I kind of talked about mine, really. You know, just kind of getting more, getting more RPGs done. You know, tracking my plays. Sorry, um, just Kim's near death experience made me. Feel no, like that's that was okay. A yeah, yeah, just so, really, so really that. getting so, into. I, I really, you know, like the ones, the games that I really like to, like I really want to just play them more to get more of that strategy. Yeah. So, um, so what about like things that you're looking forward to? Like, what is is there any titles in the 2019 horizon that are tickling your fancy? Um, let's see. I actually had a few things written down. It's funny because in the show notes that you gave me, uh, you said something that I did. I totally forgot about until I was actually reminded last night that, uh, there's, uh, a, um, expansion dice, for, expansion? dice forge. Yes. I'm like, yes. Oh my God. Like how, why did it take this long for it to come out? I'm like, you could do so many good things with that. I really hope that this blows out of the water so they can make some more because it's sorely needed. They should have an expansion for that game like every six months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then just play, I I think just playing games that we're excited about that we haven't played yet. Like, uh, I was really excited that uh, I was able to get Coimbra Coimbra from Tracy for an early Christmas present. We still have not played it. And I keep I keep hearing really good things about it. Like people are really really impressed with it. Um, I totally forgot that I got uh, Tracy Dinosaur Island, <laughs> and so we have not played that yet. And I'm really excited to play that finally. So, yeah, we will be I, playing that on Sunday. You should play it this Sunday as well. Uh, nice, nice. Maybe we might have to do that. Yes, you should. <laughs> and if you don't know how to play. I can Skype you into when I'm teaching the guys how to play. Nice. Very nice. Oh, that could work pretty good. <laughs> but yes, I, let's do it, that. it's weird. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I don't know if there's anything else that I'm really excited about that I've heard that's coming out this year, but you know, time will tell things kind of, things get introduced late or middle late stuff like that. So we'll see. Like, I'm sure I'm going to be buying, like, 25 games next year, so whatever. But uh, the only other title that I'm actually actively looking forward to right now, uh, let's raise our fist er, in solidarity for Blackout Hong Kong. That's one thing. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. A, a very involving title of his. Um, it looks like it's going to be really fun. Yeah, definitely. So 
So I know we're running a little long, but I want to quick wrap a little something up here. So last year when we did our year-end extravaganza, we were talking about like some of our favorites from 2017. And I'm just curious about if any of these see the light of day anymore from us. Uh, so Kurt, you and you and Tracy had a very similar list of your top three. Tracy's was Valeria Card Kingdom, Splendor, and Legendary, particularly Civil War. Yours was CV, Valeria Card Kingdom, and Splendor. Any of those still seeing the table at your house? Yeah, but uh, besides talking about legendary, us putting that on rotation, not really, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, yeah. I still like CV. I it's funny that you say that because the other day I actually wanted to play it, and then we ended up playing a game that we had never played before. So, which it might have, might have, or maybe not. Maybe it was just something else that I wanted to play. But but CV is definitely still in my mind. It's definitely something that will still be a part of the collection. Cause I do actually really enjoy that game, but, and I do, and we do have a couple of expansions for Valeria, uh, uh Valeria card kingdoms or however you, however you want to say that. And that's a game that is always f- fun and easy to pull out. So eventually, yes, we will play that, but it has not gotten any recent plays. So. Yeah. I think there's another expansion of that coming out like early next year. I was like, "Oh, really?" It's not a dead game, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Kim, yeah. Harry Potter, Hogwarts Battle, yeah. Food Chain Magnet, and Emotep. None of them got played. Bless it. Damn, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you guys, do you guys get the expansion for Emotep yet? A new dance? Uh, you got it for us for Christmas. Oh, that's right. We got it for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's trying to kill me. That'll... The, a new dynasty, actually. Yep. And one thing I do find entertaining is because you use the A and B sides of the different cards in that game, it was like, oh, now there's like over like 1,024 possible combi- combinations and everything. It's like, you might see like 5% of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Um, so for me, it was Port Royale, Steamworks, and Conquest of Norath from two years ago. Um, Steamworks, I would say, only probably got played like one or two times since then, like in the last two years. Uh, I still absolutely love the game, but as you mentioned, like Cult of New and everything, it does make it harder to see the light of day. Conquest of Norath, zero times. Port Royale is the only one that has stood up well. Like, it mm-hmm. still gets frequent play. Three of my friends picked up copies over the last year, so it's like they're always like, "Oh, let's you know, like, oh well, you know, we got 15 more minutes, let's do a Port Royale because everyone's familiar with it. We never have to explain anything. Um, the only time anything needs to be explained is when I break out my German version. Mm, I'm so fancy, and there's like a few extra cards or new things that still like I don't think they're gonna really hit U.S. distribution. I haven't seen any plans from Steve Jackson to bring over the other parts of Port Royale. So it's like, all right. Um, I am curious that... Now, what's pretty funny is, also last year we mentioned, I got an expansion that was all in German, so I can't play it because I don't understand it. There was supposed to be plans for that to come out in the U.S. and everything. I'm wondering if the whole thing with Mayfair is changing that or undoing that or if somebody else is going to pick it up. I know Lookout Spiel has a lot of those titles... Like including like Tybor the Builder and everything, but I don't know what's going to happen with that stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if those cards are ever going to be available in English. You know, which does kind of like 
you know, I mean, I love everything I have for, for Port Royal, but I'm like, man, this expansion looks awesome. I would love to have this one last thing to at least be available in English, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you should take one day and just transfer everything onto a little note card and paste <laughs> them on every single card so you know what they say in English. Yeah, that's not going to take too much time, right? <laughs> You've got time for that. Yeah. Write it in calligraphy so it looks fancy. Yeah. That's right. It's so fancy. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, so yeah, I got it. Like you know, last year, oh no, like what we say, last year was pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, like what is your full synopsis of the uh, the year? I you Give know I think I think it was it was it was good. It wasn't it wasn't blow me away kind of you know kind of a year, but I think it was a good steady year, and. I'm still I'm still waiting for something to kind of reinvent the wheel. I think is what I'm waiting for. And maybe that's coming, maybe that's not. Maybe 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 we're in a good steady uh time of gaming where we just don't realize that we actually do have a decent amount of games. We just there's just so much out there that we'd get lost in that. Yeah, I mean uh I would say, like, you know, between, like, things like Spirit Island and Discover Lands Unknown and a few others, like, there was a couple of things, like, throughout the year that I, I was very impressed with and rates highly on, like, my interest or, you know, like, fascination, like, scale. May not be as, like, you know, great as other years in tabletop, but all in all, like, I, I would definitely say last year definitely produced a few diamonds. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not just a year to be easily overlooked. Yeah. So... All right, so we ready to wrap this one up to a close? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> All right, so heading out. This is D. Wyatt. This is Kim. And this is Kurt, and this was the MFG Cast. Here's to a great 2019. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.